It's time for the Double Platinum Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Drew Robertson coming to you live from London, Ontario, bringing you the craziest stories in music news when we have them. And of course, joining me this week, as he always does and always will be, my best friend and co-host from Ingersoll, Ontario, Aaron Carter. What's going on, brother? What's up? How you Hello. feeling? What's uh, I feel... what's new and interesting in the world of Aaron Carter? What's interesting? Anything? This Anything this else? cat. Oh yes, Merlin the cat. You guys can't see Merlin the cat. For the videos, the for the videos watchers. He's just he's right back there, having a good time. In this in this vicinity. <laughs> if you, if you have the video, you can see that. I know. I got perks I of the video podcast. I know. I gotta figure out a way for getting your Skype video into the actual video instead of doing what we're currently doing, which is just a picture of you looking grumpily at the camera. Um, one day oh. I have an idea. I do have an idea, but you know, how you doing? What's what's new and interesting, man? Seriously, I'm pretty good. Not like nothing, nothing too much. Um, yeah, literally, like I had a pretty, pretty slow week. Nothing new, nothing exciting. It's unfortunate. I made a couple tunes, but like nothing crazy. That's it. Really? Now, have you? That's it. Yeah. Have been. What are you doing for work now? Because you're working at a new restaurant, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm probably going to go in and tell the chef that I don't really want to work there anymore tomorrow. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I don't enjoy working at restaurants. I don't know. I'm not a restaurant I can't believe dude. you, man. Restaurants are not a good time. It's not, I, a, not a situation just, I like being in. Yeah, just... Ugh. I don't like dealing with food. Fuck food. I like eating food. Not like making other people's food. <laughs> See, I, I like that. cooking, but for myself. You know what I mean? Like not for other people, and not when other people's yeah. digestion to be on the line, right? That's what I mean. I was cooking for other people. It's just like uh... it's just not. It's just not fun. I cannot blame no. you for that. No. Um. Yeah. Rock on, man. So... Uh, <laughs> I've had an interesting week. Uh yeah. Nothing, nothing like exciting or anything, but like I, uh, well, okay. So I've started doing personal live streams again, which kind of rock yeah. on kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and on Sunday I did a, uh, um, there's live streams up here listening. Yes. Yeah. Go check out twitch.tv slash panda 25. Um, but I did a, a, um, creative live stream on Sunday and I did, uh, I've, I, I, I oh, yeah. what do you call it? sound design Sundays. And literally I took, uh, um, the the you know the original uh trailer for alien you ever seen it 1979 thank you showed it to me probably it's it, alien is a great movie and the trailer itself is is one of those like i would call it a masterwork trailer it's it's extremely well done and very very good at emphasizing what the movie's about like i find a lot of modern trailers don't do well in actually getting a point the like getting across what the movie's about it's more like how much fucking yeah. like how much can we jizz action in your face so that you come see your fucking movie, right? And they always end up like you can tell to me a bad movie because they show all the crazy shit in the trailer. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly, exactly that. Like, I just I think the worst offenders for that are Marvel or not Marvel movies, DC movies. Marvel's usually pretty good about just teasing the right amount of stuff, 
and giving you a good flavor of what the movie's going to be. But like the last couple of DC movies have been straight up nothing but like, here's the entire yeah. movie. Would you like to see this entire movie? It's not like a taste. It's like a summary of the entire thing. Okay, I think, uh, I, I, think I got the gist of it. More or less. I would say that it's more like they're giving like, it's the difference between a 12 foot, a 12 inch sub and a six inch sub. The whole movie's 12 inches, but they're going to give you enough in the six inch that you get just the, like the whole point of the movie. More or less. That's kind of my take on it. Yeah. And like, yeah, you wouldn't be upset if you didn't get the other half. Exactly. You're like, okay, like that was my reaction to Batman versus Superman. Right? Like, oh, I saw that trailer oh. and I was like, I have no need to see this movie. I know everything like that, that's going to happen in this movie. Batman and Superman fight, and then they, they probably for some reason. And both exactly. The also, Wonder Woman's here. Like, that should have been, like, yeah. there's yeah, things yeah. like that. Like, you don't blow a character reveal in a trailer. Unless they're in the whole movie. They did the same thing with the, like, didn't they do uh, the same thing with Spider-Man in the new, like, Avengers movie? Or? Uh, they had him pop in on the trailer. I think... They handled that better, though, in the one trailer, because it's not like they were teasing that for a long time. And like it was a well-known yeah. thing that Marvel had creative control with Spider-Man for the next like Spider-Man for uh, Homecoming coming up. So like it was a known thing that he was going to be around. And it was like I could have done without him being in the trailer, but the way they did it didn't feel like it was giving away a plot point. Right. Yeah, he just kind of pops up and was like, he just hey, kind guys, of popped up in that last trailer before the movie dropped. Like, it definitely could have been like that was, I think, the closest Marvel's gotten to just dumping their load. But like, the whole Wonder Woman thing is yeah. like, Batman, Spider, or, or Batman and Superman are getting their shit wrecked by Doomsday, and she shows up and saves them. That's like a holy fuck, what the hell moment? Because it's like they hadn't even really discussed any of that lore yet in any of those movies. And it's like, you, you just kind of fucking dangled your dick out on front screen. Your face. Like, yeah, it, it, it just kind of ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. And like, true. I don't know. Sorry to cut you off. If you could pick one person to play Batman, who would it be? Ooh, tough question. I'm going to just Christian Bale. So far, he's been my favorite Batman. Ben Affleck's not bad, though. I, I will give him that. Clint Eastwood. Young Clint Eastwood. I could see that being a thing. I think he's too gritty, though. Sean Connery. No, no, not even a little bit. That's not Batman. He's a he's a Bond villain. Let's be or, or Batman Ford. villain. Let's be real. If he's not going to be a Harrison spy, Ford. he's a villain. Harrison Ford could probably do it. I could see Harrison Ford. Actually, you know? if you were doing a reboot Batman where it's like there's been no Batman for a long time. An old Bruce Wayne, I could see Harrison Ford being old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, they should make another Indiana Jones movie, but they should get like a good director to direct it. Oh, you mean not the fourth one that we don't talk about and is not a thing that we acknowledge? That's that. That's not that's an not Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones movie. movie. That's an action. That's movie. A joke. It's a good action movie. It's a good summer balls of the walls insane action movie. All the music's there, all the trappings, everything's there. But is Everything it is Jones movie? Suck a dick. It's a trash. It's just so much green screen. It's like it was filmed in a fucking warehouse. Absolutely. Abs absolutely. It's, it's just like trash. It is just absolutely just trash. trash. As I'm concerned. 
like yeah so, so. drew yes, you know what and, isn't trash what isn't trash just riddle me this Our oh patreon. you know what i bet it might be patreon.com it might be trash would that yeah. be what's not trash Aaron? yeah uh, no that's that's exactly it thank god good because i just switched to that page and i was really hoping that wasn't going to be a lie that you were going for because if you guys like nope. things that aren't trash and we would hope you do because you listen to our show, which is strictly not trash. Then you can go over to patreon.com slash TDPP and, uh, and join up and, and head and head on to the fun, man. And get down. Get down. Get, get down with it. Uh, we'll give you stuff. We'll give you Once stuff. Once you start coming, we'll give you stuff. Absolutely. Build it and build they will it come, and, as they say. Build it and hopefully they'll come. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of most of the internet now. Like you ever, you ever think about yeah. like the, the way the internet is structured? It's more or less, I'm here. Please look at me, please. It's just yeah. kind of how it rolls. I don't know. At least for on- online entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, quick switch there. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's, it's pretty much what it is. But. What's up on the docket first, Drew? Well, um, I, honestly, it's been a slow news week. So we go through this every week where we we search through the annals of music uh, news and entertainment news and all that kind of fun uh, rigmarole and jazz. And we try and find out what's going to be entertaining for you guys to listen to. Right. And yeah, honest to God, it's a fucking nightmare to try and find stuff. And we struggle sometimes. We really do. Because... Yeah. Oh, that's turned a little loud there. Um, it, we, we've discovered that there's not really a whole lot to news sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know it's a slow news week when X person has claimed to not be dating Y person is a headline. Oh. When that's a headline... The biggest thing this week was probably... Was the Donald Trump thing? But one of them, yeah, yeah. Like for non-music news, that was definitely one of them. Which we'll guess we'll, we'll talk just for half a second because it's it, it doesn't really music relate, but I, I we can talk about this for half a second. It's interesting. Um, it definitely is interesting, and it, it it sort of speaks to the wider world that we live in. If you guys weren't watching the news this week, um, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, fired the current sitting director of the FBI, and yeah. The reason he fired him was supposedly because of the mismanagement of the Hillary Clinton investigation in an email whole thing, which could be a completely legitimate reason. But why did you wait this long? Right? Like, why, why do that? Fake and more news. importantly, more importantly, the only other time a sitting director of the FBI has been fired was when uh, it was during the Watergate scandal. Nixon fired the head of the FBI during that. And look how well that worked out. And it's, it's again, it's not one of those, this clearly X equals Y. It's like uh, X might equal Y if we walk through a few steps, but it's definitely suspicious timing. It's really, especially because like, it's I think Michael Flynn has been, has been subpoenaed by the, the Supreme Court or Congress, one or the other, to testify or, or, or whatever. And it's like, the rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper, man. And it's like, how how deep can you go until until you run into people to to fucking blame for your mistakes? Um, and that uh, certainly does have an impact on on music culture, though. 
Cause oh, for sure. when you fuck up your country that everybody invests in, your economy tanks. And usually the first thing to go during an economy tank is the arts. And that definitely affects our industry, right? Especially as Canadians. Because our economy is like irreparably yeah. tied to their economy, right? And we already mm. get the fucking bad end of the stick when it comes to doing um, audio gear and musicians and trying to tour. Uh, it's harder than ever for Canadian musicians to get into the States unless you are a big ticket act. Uh, it's harder than ever to get a lot of the gear. Like we don't have a lot of suppliers and retailers for, for gear in Canada. Our, our largest supplier nationwide would be Long and McQuaid. And other than that, you've got your local stores, which if you've got a good local store, yeah. you're probably okay. But the point is you can't just go down to your local Man. audio super warehouse store and buy shit, right? Like if I live in Michigan, the and population you're in Detroit, of Canada is actually pretty small. 30 million people, right? We have less people in all oh, yeah. of Canada than they do in California. And it makes, so it makes sense that we don't have access to all of the Wow. Amenities. Wow. Put that into perspective. Oh, I know. Think about that for half a second. 30 million people. That is, that is staggeringly low. The staggeringly small amount of people. You don't really think about it, though. Like, you're up here in Canada, like, oh, yeah, we're Canadians. Like, you, you know, you really is, don't. there's quite a few of us. They're like, none of us. You know, you know what, what you got to think of, or what I think of, is the number of ridiculously good musicians we've produced. Right? Yeah. Like, you think the amount of Canadian artists that are out there and have done extremely well and defined genres, and there's only 30 million of us, right? Absolutely. It's, it's kind of... Justin it, Bieber. Yeah, I was thinking... The weekend. More, more, I was thinking more along the lines of The weekend to Drake. I mean, Justin Bieber for sure. I mean, he's Canadian-ish. Uh, it's lover or hater, Celine Dion. Huge. Huge star. Celine Whether you like Dion. your music or not oh, is irrelevant. My girl. Um, yeah. The Guess Who, right? Jack Richardson's. Our own Jack Richardson and The Guess Who, right? Huge and instrumental for creating yeah. the Canadian music industry. We would not even be sitting here doing what we're doing without the, the pioneering work that, that Jack Richardson did. Right? Like, uh, some of the bands Jack that Ritchie, I adored through the 90s were produced by his son, Garth. Like, uh, Rage Against the Machine is probably one of my favorite bands, right? It would not even be a thing without Garth Richardson. Like that, it's it's kind of crazy when you think the effect that some of our our producers have had on on the industry. Uh, you know, people like Mo Berg. Oh, you know, Mo Mo Berg is a, a friend and professor from uh, music industry arts, and he was the front man of uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Now part of the Trans Canada Highwaymen. You know, like that's that's huge. He still produces, yeah. still does a lot of work. Um, it's, it's, Absolutely. he's always working. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting to think, uh, about the effect that Candace had in the music industry. Um, I think mm -hmm. in, in my mind, when I think of the music industry, I typically think United States, right? Like that just kind of makes yeah. sense. But the vast majority of players in the game are, are, are eclectic. There, there's so many people from the UK and Canada as well and other parts of Europe, Europe. And oh the world. yeah. Um, and like Man. right now, we, we, I think we mentioned this before. If you really want to sell a fuck ton of music, market your shit to China. And like, yeah, you, you don't really think about that or India 
or India. Oh my God. Yeah. But like India, India is harder to get into because they really prefer their own brand of music, right? But what if you just make their kind of music with a bit of a, a little bit of a, if you can't see Spin. this, I'm doing like the, <laughs> the salt thing a little bit, from a little the bit video. Of salt bay. Yeah, 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 a little, you, little bit you, of your own little, you know. I mean, if twinkle, you can make it work, charm. then absolutely. It would probably go gangbusters, right? Um, one of the or big. You mm. double fucking down. You make Chinese Indian music. You mix Strictly both together. This, this crazy. To target music. the biggest the population. Li- literally the biggest purchasing audiences in the entire world. Like, um, a good friend, mm. a good friend of ours, uh, uh, Duncan Grant, uh, just finished a jazz album last year. And uh, North America was getting an extremely limited release, like sub sub five thousand, I think. The vast majority oh, of geez. prints were were going to China. Oh uh, boy! And they 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 smart. One of the hot one of the hot genres in China right now is, is jazz. They eat it up, and it's it's bound to be when you've got a population of a billion people, right? Uh, you throw enough stuff at it and it'll stick and work. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Some people are going to like jazz. Billion people. You jazz lovers in there. I, you know what? That? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, I love jazz. Um, actually, one of my favorite radio stations is the Toronto's uh, uh, Jazz FM. Man, I honestly think that jazz is like most like little commercial music in like stocks and stock music and like a lot of video game music like you know in the background new is jazz. like jazzy light jazz i don't know what you would call that would you call that new jazz light jazz i'm not even sure what you would actually call that to be i would call it honest. like light new jazz <laughs> light new jazz there you go that's a that's a thing yeah um but you're absolutely exactly. right it's like that elevator is there like elevator music oh I yeah remember, what was the oh, song yeah. you made last week I can't That's remember. You hot. made something like super like easy listening and I called it corporate. And I hope I didn't offend yeah, you. Yeah, all the music I make. No, no, all the music I make is like, like very corporate like, sounding like the... You know, that's that uh, welcome to Viacom kind of sound, right? Like that oh, super yeah. chintzy background music that, oh man. Like, I don't know what it is about that music that like you can't be angry, man. It's not possible to be angry no. listening to that. It, it just that's why I like it, yeah whenever I make it it's just like this is nice it's it's almost easy to make because it's so nice you just and want you just keep making nice things and it's really simple too like it's not overly complex music it's it's meant to be very disarming and simple music that can just fade into the background and you don't even hear it but if it's not there you're like what's yeah. going on man where's the music at like you, you just <laughs> where's the nice calm music. <laughs> I need to be calm. Oh, I, I need feel to be that. calm. But like, it's it's definitely something. This that you elevator notice. is definitely silent. Yeah. You ever notice that most elevators <laughs> don't have sound anymore? Whatever happened to elevator music? I mean, really? Why did that stop? Did it become too expensive to know. put speakers in elevators? This is this is a, this is a serious Probably. serious issue that I have. We should still have elevators. Elevator music. That's all I'm saying. This is the this is the progression of elevators. Like. This is going to look like a pun, but uh, um, so <laughs> it's like <laughs> mirrors vertical. have gone this way and speakers have gone this way. That's very you know? true. The speakers just, have gone down. 
It's more as important far to as get like from A to B elevator technology goes. Just more surfaces that can be mirrors on an elevator. Bam, that's better. That's, that's duck not wrong. I don't know where that train came from, but like that's not an incorrect train. All I don't of a sudden, know. like every fucking elevator had mirrors in it, and it's really uncomfortable. Man, and you know, there's a guy in the boardroom designing uh, elevators, being like, "Should we make the floors? Should we can, make can, the floors can mirrors? Put can we can we put mirrors on the ceiling? Can can, can it be like a box? It's it's like this interdimensional box." Where there's just no start and no stop, and you get to your destination, you're like, what the fuck? And that's when they add the speakers back, and they just played weird ambient music, so the doors (laughs) close with a little... And the doors have mirrors. mirrored. There's no buttons. It's just... Imagine this building is only two stories, so it only goes up and down. And, and like, there's really no buttons. If you press up, it just goes up when it gets there. When you press down, it'll just go down. And it's slow as dicks, and the door just seals oh, you yeah. into this elevator of just super pleasant music, and you're just like, "What the fuck's going on?" I'm staring at infinite selves, like you're just trapped in this weird interdimensional TARDIS, and like it's, it's only like, yeah. been three minutes, but it seems like way longer. And you open the door, and you're like, "What year is it?" And people are like, "Dude, I took you the feel stairs." Like you were in that. You're on that planet in Interstellar. Or we're like a minute yes, on that yes, planet. Yes, it's like yes, 27 yes. years. Yeah, somehow they, they creeped a uh, black hole. Crazy. Into it. That's fucked. You're like, did oh, I man. just teleport to the next floor? What the fuck? Did you, <laughs> you come I'm out, scared. you're just whispering in tongues. You've gotten completely insane. <laughs> oh, man. Could, could you imagine, uh, though, what that would actually... That would be horrible. That would be absolutely agonizingly those, horrible. Like, is it an anechoic chamber, the one with no sound? Yes. Yeah, yeah, anechoic. I was literally just thinking that. Making making and making Picture an anechoic chamber, but for elevators. Like that's that would be fucked. And all mirrors. All mirrors. No, no. That's Just, terrible. I mean it wouldn't work, but it'd be ugh. terrible if you could make it work. Too many too many services for things to bounce off of. We should do an escape room. We did we mention this last week? I feel like we talked about this a little bit last week. I don't know, week. maybe, but it's still I definitely agree. We should definitely do do an escape room. Every, uh, everybody I've heard do them says that they are an absolute ton of fun. And there's a few here in London, and I know there's a bunch in Toronto that we could go and do. Um, yeah. A horror one. I think there's, one even, one cool. at, 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 I think there's even one at Casaluma or near or something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I talked to you. I know, I know there's, there's a ton of them. Also, you know what is apparently yeah. a huge thing, and I didn't know it was this big? Archery tag to go on a tangent. Really? Yeah. You can play, you can play Hunger Games for realsies using archery and they're just like, they just have like softballs or whatever on the end so that you don't fucking kill someone <laughs> across the arena. Um, Man. Graham, Graham plays all the time. He, he, he plays all the time. And uh, I think for, for Larry's birthday, they, they went and did archery tag. It's wild. It's a wild time. Man, um, that would be a good, uh, a good time. Have like a, a Hunger Games survival-esque it would game. be a really good time, to be perfectly honest. I would deeply enjoy that. Um, you know, with like, we we, we talked about this last week, and uh, we're gonna have a bit of a follow up from to our story, our, our one of our major stories from last week, which was the fire festival. Uh, apparently, the saga of bullshit's not done yet. There's more. There but is wait, the, the the rabbit hole more. goes deeper. Um. If you guys uh, remember the fire festival, the fire festival was uh, 
co co-produced by fire media with uh support from LL jaw cool rule and the headline oh, on this, cool J. was it no no it's jaw rule jaw rule are you sure very sure um what the because the other guys, guys name the the, because... the well fire media is the company and it was co-founded. Because I feel Jarl. like I made a joke about Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And you, you made it about Ja Rule, thinking it was Ja Rule. No. Yes. Yes, you did. That is definitely a thing that happened. Um, so any anyway, it, it turns out nobody's getting paid. Who who would have believed that they could screw up harder? Well, it turns out they're screwing up harder. Um, in a, in a shock, Jeez. Billy McFarland, that's the guy's name. Billy McFarland is the other, uh, co-founder of fire media. Um, he's also 25. Let that rattle your brain for a half second. This dude who is pretty much just a trust fund, baby, more or less co-founded fire media F Y R E. Cause he's a millennial and that's super hip and cool. He hasn't paid anybody. Nobody's gotten paid because there's no money. But here's the kicker. He's not firing anybody. That sucks. They have a choice. They can stay on and help the company grow or they can walk. If they walk, not only do they definitely not get any money, they also get no record of employment, no unemployment insurance, nothing. They just walk away. I don't know if you would want working for Fire Media on your resume. Oh, no, you definitely wouldn't. The shitty thing, though, is that you're kind of stuck, right? Like, you thought you were going to get, like, a... Like most of these people, uh, this is what they do professionally, right? They are nothing but event planners and coordinators. And they go from things like Coachella mm. to Fireman to, to Burning Man to whatever festival they're working on. So many of these people, they're contract workers. They don't get a salary normally, most of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they might earn a salary while they're part of the contract, but that's not like, it's not like, yo, know, you're getting, here's 10 grand, go work on the project. They'll have a salary while they're in the contract, right? And, and yeah. they've got nothing for the last uh, at all. I think some of them even like, I don't think some, some people haven't been paid at all. Some people only got paid and haven't been paid in two weeks. It, it, it's kind of convoluted, but he said that he wasn't going to fire anybody. Instead, he what offered them to storm. stay on to turn it around and turn fire media into the company it deserves to be, which sounds really good and inspiring, but like in practice, Mm, probably not great. Fucked. Yeah, it's just fucked. Uh, cause he cause he's not gonna find anybody, so like they get no protection, right? It's pretty much work for free, yeah, because there's no money, or leave mm. and you still have no money, right? Um I yeah, would it's leave. Uh, oh, I would have left a long time ago. The first article that I read, the guy had been there since the beginning, and he was one of the senior coordinators for logistics. And um the whole time he was like one of the guys that was like, okay, this is going to cost a lot of money. Do we have the money? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem. Okay. I, I, I know you keep saying that it's no problem, but like, this is going to cost a lot of money. Do you have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no problem, man. All right. And like, they just kind of did it. And when he realized that there was no credit cards and no, no financing and no backing and like, People were unreachable and like they brought in a whole staff for one thing. They did a whole bunch of work, didn't didn't pay them and then uh, and then fired them um, and did like a whole bunch of other crazy shit. Like like show up on a Friday morning 
and the entire, uh, you know, section of planning staff just gets fired. Like that should be a, a massive red flag. And, and it was, and this dude was like, fuck that, I'm out, bye-bye, and just peaced. And was told not to talk about it, but they never signed an NDA, so he was like, fuck that, people need to know how criminally mismanaged this is. And like, you know, Ja Rule would phone them to, to do a toast. He was there, quote-unquote, but he was on a yacht offshore on his private yacht, living up the party while everybody else is like, stuck in like bunkhouses with no food, no water. And he would phone them and like make toasts and shit like that. Uh, yeah. It, it, the whole thing is just like, you, you have to wonder how, how bad, like, how do you get this? How do you even fuck up that hard? That's what I want to know, man. Like how, how do you even do that? Like you would think at some point you might get something right by accident. Oh, I can't hear you right now, dude. Aaron? You there, bud? Seems Aaron's mic's cut out on him. Mm. Nope, still got nothing from Aaron. Well, Aaron just dropped. That's weird. It's very, very strange. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pose it to you guys um, and, and ask... Uh, uh, what, what do you guys think? What do you guys, what do you guys think? Like, realistically speaking, like how, how do you mismanage that so, so hard? I don't know. Hold on, let me, hold on, Aaron. No! I can, oh, there we go. Got you back, bud. Hey, no! There he is. Oh, are we good? Yeah, I got Aaron back. Woo! That was scary. Jesus. Um, I have no Jesus. idea how that happened. Anyway. What I was going to say though. Before I got cut off by the technology, I would like to apologize to LL Cool J for ever associating him with Fire Festival and thinking <laughs> that he was Jaw Rule for a second. And second of all, people need to stop going to these shitty music festivals. They're Honestly, fucking terrible. That's what I'm thinking, man. Okay, you don't need to spend four hundred goddamn dollars to go see a bunch of bands you don't even really like just so you can fucking party. You know, I know that doesn't apply to all of you, but fuck, it applies to a lot of you. It really you does. You can't deny that. Because this is what happens. You get, you get stuck in this, this shitty, shitty festival where nobody is paid, and it just seems like a movie. It seems like the conditions were almost movie-like. Honestly, you know what like, I mean? It's like, this, there's no possible way this could happen. You, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, how... How can this have been a thing that happened? Like, how, how do you fuck up that bad that, uh, that this happens? Like, y when you read the articles, you're like, this has got to be fake. Like, if there's an evidence for fake news, this is it. Oh, yeah. And as it's it like turns out, not so much. Totally, totally and completely legit news. This is a real thing that happened. This is going to be a movie. Five, five, five to one odds that within the next five years or sooner, uh, this will be like a shitty B movie with a whole bunch of stars that nobody knows and nobody cares about. And it's going to be just, best. just, I'm going to call it now. It's just going to be called fire F Y R E or, or it's going to be a shitty documentary on vice in like six months. That's what I'm saying. Shitty I mean, there's currently a hundred million is, is... dollar class action lawsuit. 
My gosh, I hope they win. I I do too. Really, I do. Because like, you know, whether or not they are are shitty, stupid millennial kids who have no concept of the real world or not is irrelevant, right? You bought a product and expected a service. And not only were you denied that, you were actively like beat upon for wanting it. Like, it's just fucked. The whole situation is ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. Um, I need to learn a lesson. It's ridiculous. I mean, realistically, you're right. Stop supporting shitty festivals, right? Um, You're sort of the same Mm. thing as like, I'm going to a charity festival. It's like, yeah, but like, how much are you really going to support with that charity? Right. Um, So many charity festivals are just criminally mismanaged and you're getting like pennies on the dollar is actually going to charity. The rest of it's going to to pay for all these people because they everybody people need to get paid at the bottom line. But it's like if, you know, you're running a cancer charity festival, the director probably shouldn't be taking home a six figure salary. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But like it, it's 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 hard to, to to justify those things. And like some some places, you know, they're like, well, why did so and so earn, you know, three hundred thousand dollars last year? Is they, they still need to live. And if you're the CEO of a multinational corporation, even if it's a charity, that comes mm. with a certain pay bracket. It, it just does. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, it's like people See, talking about artists, you know, oh, they get too much money. Would would no, no, would no. you say that the people at the Firefest were tra- trapped by any chance? You trapped know what? There? I, I, I would agree with you. I, I would think they were extremely trapped. Actually trapped, as a point of fact, in some cases. Stuck in airports with, yeah. with nowhere to go and nothing to do. And You're I feel like uh, just so so bored. What whatever will they do? Well, the news story that's going to lead into our our question of the week that has literally nothing to do with music, but this was too good to pass up. Absolutely. Um, a, a teenager was quote unquote trapped alone overnight in Toronto's Pearson uh, International Airport. A 15-year-old boy during a 22-hour flight, um, he was flying from Estonia, or uh, no, where, where was he flying from? Denver? He flew Denver Wait. to Toronto, and then was flying Dem- uh, Toronto to Thunder Bay, right? Okay. And if you've ever been to Toronto um, or, or Ontario, you know that Thunder Bay is, is like fucking eight hours from nowhere. It's it's north. Uh, it's it's the top of Lake. Uh, well, not Lake Superior. Huron, um, no, like Huron. Not Huron. Uh, yeah, Huron. Is Huron. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's sort of uh, the top of that that whole ridge there. But like it, it 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 it's far. It's it's easily like it's a two day drive if you're not gonna just fucking hoof it. Um, yeah. It's it's not a fun time. It, it it's yeah it's far. Anyway, so the whole point is. He was quote unquote trapped the way this whole story is presented, which kills me every time I read it, <laughs> makes it sound like Pearson Airport after 11 p.m. is a fucking graveyard. The lights are off. There's nobody around. This kid got off of a plane and they knocked him out and left him in a fucking terminal. Not yeah. at all. What like that's the way this is presented, though, right? Like this is oh, something yeah. out of a shitty horror movie. <laughs> Trapped in the terminal, whatever will you do? The, the quote is, "Felt I felt like I was being held prisoner. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, right? Now, 
I, I will say that Air Canada really mismanaged it. Like, I, I, okay, is this not like a fucking running theme? Just criminal mismanagement? Like, is that just not like the theme of the month? Um, yeah. They definitely mishandled the situation. He's a minor. He's only 15. You know, it, it's, you know, Air Canada's be like, oh, well, we had no idea, blah, blah, blah. When you when you buy a ticket, all your personal information is on that ticket, right? Uh, yeah. Your name's on it. It's hooked to your passport when you scan it, when you go in the gate. Like, they know who's flying where. And if their argument is like, oh, well, no, we had no idea who was who or whatever. It's like, no, that's fucking, that's a crock of shit. You, you, you and I know that that's a crock of shit. You know exactly who's on that plane down to the goddamn, like, chromosome. Um, they should have offered him yeah. compensation, food vouchers something something be like sorry man your flight's delayed to to blah 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 because of weather fine shit happens but like don't just be like all right get off the plane fucko good luck see you in 15 hours like no no you you can't do that like to anybody especially in a teenager on the flip side i felt like i was a prisoner is a gross misrepresentation of this kid like it's not like there's not amenities in the terminal should he have been put up in a yeah. hotel room overnight? Probably. But at the same time, it wasn't like he was shoved off the plane. They pulled back from the dock and said, toodaloo, fucko, and left him in this empty terminal with nothing and nobody around. Right? Uh, even then, that wouldn't even be like being a prisoner. If maybe two men took you off the plane and put a bag over your head and dragged you into like a cold, dark room with no windows. Exactly. That's, that's like being a prisoner. Exactly. All so it is... His quote was, uh, I was very hungry, very tired, very scared. You're 15. I know that you're not an adult, but at 15, I could figure out what to do. Like, if his whole thing is like, I, I, I had no idea what to do. And they, they were, you know, they, they were abandoning me. It's like, you're 15, dude. You were one year from being able to drive a motor vehicle. Like, yeah, don't be such a bitch. To like, like, get your shit together, right? It sucks. It can't- Phone someone. You know, if Air Canada is not going to help you, Go to the airport service desk. Like there are so many options that you can go that if you just use a little bit of logic, you'd be able to figure it out. Like at 15, if that happened to me, I'd probably initially be like, oh, fuck. Now what do I do? And then I'd been like, okay, if I don't have a cell phone, go find a pay phone, find a courtesy phone. There are courtesy phones available. Phone phone my mother phone whoever be like hey here's what's going on um and and then go from there right like there are so many options that that could have been done and everybody dropped the ball like literally everybody including their parents cause a crime and then get the police to come and they can help you because the police like helping people i i mean like sometimes but yeah that's what you do you just cause a crime in the airport yeah, no, I'm just trying to look through here and trying to think of what else was with what airport because they're they're pretty much the air candy response was like, sorry, I guess, um, which is like, I think the third third fuck up air candidates had like in as many weeks because there was a story from a few weeks ago from uh, like, oh, literally, literally last week, actually. Uh, for those of you that don't live in Ontario, uh, it rained for a solid fucking week in Ontario, like for a solid week, didn't stop raining. Um, you know, flood warnings and all that shit. 
as you would expect, flights got canceled because there was storms and lightning and all that kind of jazz. And there was a group of students traveling from Detroit to Toronto and uh, their connecting flight got canceled uh, from Detroit to Toronto. And then they had another flight to go from Toronto to wherever else they were going. And Air Canada offered them literally nothing like um, maybe, you know, except for maybe we'll get you on a later flight. Not we will maybe like no, no reimbursement, no, no help, no changes, nothing. And um, so they ended up renting a car and driving to Toronto only to get here. And I, there was some other kerfuffle that happened at Pearson when they got here. Cause it was like, you know, you technically skipped a leg in your journey. So there's, there's a trick for, for those of you that don't know uh, for traveling by, by plane uh, oftentimes like say, say you want to go to Los Angeles yeah. and there is a, Flight that goes um, Toronto, Los Angeles, and then somewhere else, right? But really, all you want to do is go to Los Angeles. Sometimes it's actually yeah. cheaper to buy that long haul flight than it is to buy direct to Los Angeles. So what people will do is they will buy that long haul flight and then just not use the third leg of their trip. However, if you've booked a return on the same journey and you don't board the plane, they can cancel all of your tickets because you've skipped out. And that's because people were, were doing just that. Right. And so what happened to these kids is that they got to Toronto after being stranded in Detroit and Air Canada was like, Nope, we're canceling all your tickets or whatever it was. Right. I think it's a similar situation to that. It's rough. Super, super amounts of bullshit. Um, I don't know what laws we have in Canada to, to deal with, with airport compensation, but clearly there's not anything mandated in the States. No. It's mandated. In Canada, it appears to be not so much. You're at the mercy of the carrier. And if the carrier decides, fuck you, then fuck you, right? Um, kind of a shitty thing. That's what happened with me and, and uh, Air Transat. Uh, I flew a oh, nightmare yeah. flight from Toronto to uh, London, England, that took me more than 24 hours to complete due to colossal fuck-ups, uh, increment weather, which you can't control, and then criminal mismanagement on the ground in England, like getting off the plane in, in Gatwick, being told, go to here, somebody will meet you, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's got vouchers and all these things. We'll sort you out. Only to get to the terminal and not have enough fucking soul around. Not even security. It is now 1145 in England and everything closes at midnight and you're pretty much fucked. It was like, that was a situation of being trapped. Because it's like, I can't stay in the airport. That's actually against the law. Because uh, I'm not in the terminal. I'm outside the terminal. Can't do that. Uh can't mm. go anywhere else. The bus left without me. Uh, now you're screwed. Now you're now you're screwed. I was like, fuck, this is this is garbage to deal with. It, it just like that was a nightmare to deal with. And and like trying to get a hold of, of all their, their compensation and everything like that was was just a fucking nightmare and never ended up going anywhere. Um, uh, it, but like that's, you know, you need customer protection. But anyway, uh, you've you've a, a question of the week, bud. The question of the week. Absolutely. What do you got, man? So, if you could be trapped, held as a prisoner overnight somewhere, where would that be? Now, does it need to be like, I would be okay with it, or like, this is going to be a shit experience? Yeah. Either way. Either way? Well, if it's like... Best and, and, and worst. I think the best one would probably be like a, a, like, a museum would be okay. It'd be kind of creepy at night. The zoo 
would be weird and creepy, but like not a bad time. Uh, obviously, the airport's fine. Uh, a bad time, like I, uh, I like a ferry terminal or something, something, something where you can get like deeply injured or like this is a bad situation. I need to get the fuck out of here. Um, like a warehouse or something, like stuck in a warehouse, and there's like I don't know. That's hard to think. I don't know. What what would your answer be? I I think the best would be. Oh jeez, like a Leon's or Ooh, IKEA. Or uh, I feel like IKEA we've almost okay. had this conversation before. I feel like we have. Ooh, IKEA would here's be okay, a though. here's a good curveball. Mm. Zombies add zombies into the mix. Oh, oh God, Ikea all day. So many traps and trips you could set up. You could totally do Ikea. No problem. I would want to do Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Bass Pro Shop would also be good. Jerky. Jerky and guns. Cabela's. Do we have Cabela's in Canada? I think we got one Cabela's in there. I know there's one Barry. North of of Toronto. Uh, Yeah, like any of those sporting goods stores would would be perfect. Just pick a defensible point and hunker down for the night. You got food, you got weapons, you're good. Oh, for sure. What do you think the worst place would be for a zombie apocalypse? The worst building. The worst building? Anything high-rise, man. Like, if you're stuck on the top floor mm-hmm. of a really tall building, like CN Tower, could you imagine being stuck in the CN Tower and then all of a sudden you are the only non-zombie? Like A really you- big hospital. Ooh, yeah, that would be bad, too. So many hallways and that would like be pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Some of the some of the bigger yeah. universities would be pretty sketch too if you think about it. Like that'd be be a shit time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or, anywhere uh, that you can get easily lost. A stadium. A stadium would be a horrible time. Because like you ever you ever been anybody? In, what's up? Is it you ever been in like the underground of a stadium before? Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like all the maintenance tunnels, nothing's fucking labeled. There's no, there's no signs or maps. You just kind of learn it by, by working there. And like, um, you know, you ever seen the movie, this is spinal tap. No, actually. Oh my God. You need to watch that movie. Um, there's a, there's a whole sequence where they leave the green room and they're trying to find the stage. And the whole thing is like, yeah, man, it's over, it's over this way. It's over this way. And like, the, it's like a, like a, like a 20 minute sequence of them trying to find the stage. And they can never find it. They're just lost <laughs> in this rat's nest warren of, of shit under the stage. Um, like that would be, that would be awful. That would be, that would be awful. That sounds very, that's very descriptively awful. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. yeah, man. Cool. I don't, get anything else? That's, that'd be ridiculous. I wouldn't want to get trapped anywhere. No, no, no. no. Be a bad time. Uh, do I have anything else? Is that what you're going to yeah. yeah, anything else? Oh, geez. Got any shout-outs this Not week? Shout-outs this week. I have none, as as per usual. I have I have none. Go check out Jordan's music if you haven't checked out Jordan's music already. Oh, yeah, already. absolutely. Go check out They're Jordan Shore. Uh, or, well, you just said it. Check out Jordan Shore, uh, a certainty band, uh, our good friend Brett Miswigan. Um, uh, Taylor Holden, The Law of Averages, is another really good band. A good, uh, a good friend, Alex Tom's, who's been on the show a couple Lost times. Lost in Japan, Old uh, East. Lost in Japan, going Old on East. Tour. Um, Bobby Red has an EP coming out soon. Uh, certainly, certainly go check out those guys. Active Chaos, uh, their EP dropped not long ago. Go check that out. Uh, as usual, guys, we really appreciate all the support and love for the show. Thanks for listening. For Marion and myself. Absolutely. Peace out.
Love you guys. We love you. We love you so much. Deeply. Deeply. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm.